What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, you know, I believe that it's every parent's job, every parent's responsibility to um, uh, train up their child in the way they should go. Um, so as a Christian and as a parent, when that time comes for you, and as if you've been raised by Christian parents, I believe it's right for them to make their children uh, do what they're supposed to. Um, I think this whole thing of like, oh, my child got to 13 years old, and I let him decide uh, if uh, if he wanted to go to church or not, I think some of those things are um, ridiculous. You set your child back. Children do not need to be children do not even need to be deciding their own hair color at thirteen, let alone if they're going to church or not. But anyway, my mom made me tithe growing up, so anytime money came in, there was the ten percent that was set aside. And I'm looking back, I'm grateful for that because there's a blessing that comes on people because of because of obedience. Um, but I remember the very first, uh, my own v- very first giving testimony or, or receiving testimony where I was sitting in a service and um, uh, someone was preaching on, uh, it was a night service, someone was preaching on um, God giving seed to the sower and bread for eating. And I was sitting there and I remember I was sitting on the front row, it was like a midweek service. And uh, and the person said, the the preacher said, if you don't have money to sow and you want to sow, ask the Lord and he'll give you seed. And so I knew that scripture, the Lord gives seed to sow and bread to eat. And so I said, Lord, uh, I'm asking you for $20 to sow. And I didn't say this out loud. I said this within my heart. And um, the the ushers pass the envelopes and people are getting ready. And the lady sitting next to me, older lady, reaches into her purse, pulls out a bill and ha- and hands it in my direction. I look down and I take this bill and it's a $20 bill. And the Lord provided not just seed to sow, but uh, the exact amount. And that's always stood with me. Uh, one things that testimonies do is they, they give you a confidence that if God has done it before, he'll do it again. But we're going to call this one faith for finances because many people, the first area they learn to trust the Lord is in finances. And um, uh, I believe it's really an area that you can learn to hear the voice quickly, being willing to give and having a heart that's open to give. So if we're talking about faith for finances, the very first thing is being generous. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. So really, this just comes from a relationship with the Lord. It comes from a love for God. When God is number one, you'll want to be generous. There'll be something on the inside of you that says, I'm not living for myself. I want my money to go to a purpose. Now, I've been grateful that the church that I've gone to has been a church that goes after souls. It might be difficult if the church doesn't have an outreach department, if there's no souls there being one. I mean, you you do it out of obedience because the Bible says bring all the tithe into the storehouse, right? We know that that's meaning the local church. But um, uh, you still do it out of obedience. But for me, it was an understanding that my money is reaching people. My money is causing people to make it into the is 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 going to something that's that's eternal fruit. And so, number one is just is just being a person. It's it's proof of your love for the Lord is your generosity towards the kingdom. The Bible says that giving proves the sincerity of your love. John three sixteen says, "For God so loved the world." that he gave his only begotten son. So if you're in a place where you don't like to give, ask God, first of all, just say, Lord, I want to have a heart that's generous. I'm going to obey anyway. Lord, give me a heart that's generous. All this money is yours. That leads me to number two, knowing where the money came from in the first place. You know, it doesn't matter if you went into business and you taught yourself, you know, we see people who boast, I'm a self-made man. But that really doesn't exist. God gave us the earth. God gave us the the mind. God gave us 
Everything, every bit of uh, provision has come from him. And then he asks us to give back 10% of what's already belongs to him. It all came from him anyway. And so he says, hey, return 10, 10% back to me in the tithe. And so number two is being a person who understands that everything came from God. But then as far as faith, to see finances come in, once you're a generous person and you're a giver, number one, it's like I said, being generous, but being a tither, you have to tithe. If you're only going to give 5%, you might as well keep it. Give the 10% and it's 10% off the top. Now, um, if, if you make, if you make, you know, $10 an hour, that means a dollar an hour goes to the Lord. And so it's, it's whatever you get, whatever money that you receive, you give 10% of that money um, to the Lord. And then beyond that, it's, it's an understanding. This is where I think people have a tough time with really anything to do with faith, is it's a, the wrong idea and picture of God. And you really have to learn to sell yourself on who God is. The Bible says, if God before me, who can be against me? But understanding that what the Bible says and what the Bible says is actually God's desire. We, we call it the Old Testament, the New Testament. The New Testament is his last will and testament, right? If someone's going to write out their will, it's called a last will and testament. So the New Testament is God's will and testament. A testament only goes into effect. A will only goes into effect upon someone's death, right? So it took Jesus Christ dying for that New Testament. So everything in there is basically like if you sat down and let's just say you had $100 million dollars and all these assets, you would sit down and write, I'm giving this much to my wife, I'm giving this much to my kids, I'm giving this much to this organization, this much to this church. And you basically say, this is what I want to happen with 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 my possessions after I'm gone, right? And it's the same thing. God looked and said, hey, uh, my son is going to die, I'm going to send him to die, so there's going to be an inheritance. If you do a word search in the Bible on inheritance, it's actually something that God has left for us, and it includes peace of mind, it includes perfect health, it includes financial prosperity. So there's these things that God has for us, but I think many people look at God as like, hey, we're trying to get into heaven, and God's saying, all right, you have to do this, this, and this. You know, I, I see, I'm beginning to see it the other way now. Someone uh, brought up a scripture verse that's in the Old Testament that talks about how God, the the wording in the King James is something along the lines of, you know, it's I that that will send diseases. I send disease on the people, but it's the 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 actual ver, the actual verb is uh, it's a permissive verb, and so what that means is God is saying because of sin, disease is permitted. It's like being in a rainstorm. If you have an umbrella and you're walking in a torrential downpour, the umbrella keeps you dry. You're walking with an umbrella. As long as you keep the umbrella over your head, you'll head your head will stay dry. The rain is falling, but you're dry because you're under the umbrella. The, the protection of God is, is the umbrella. If you sin, if you turn away from God, you open, you, it's like dropping the umbrella. The rain has been raining all along. But now there's an open door for destruction. Now there's an open door for the devil. Now there's an open door for these things because you've stepped out of the will of God. It's like being in a perfect round bubble of God's protection. And don't open the, there's, there's, every time you, you open the door to the, every time you sin, you disobey God, or when you, when you are staying in sin, you have unrepented sin in your life. You're opening a window. You're, you're cracking a hole in this bubble to allow access. 
And so for us, it's understanding that God's will is actually to bless you. Now, you know, the Bible says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. It's God's desire that you would be in perfect health. If Jesus could have his way with you, you would not be in any pain, you would have no sickness, and you'd be prosperous financially. Because for us, it's, it's realizing that this stuff, it's changing our heart. The devil works overtime to make it seem selfish that you want to be blessed. The Bible does say the love of money is the root of all evil. But the Bible says to love the Lord your God with all your heart. So when that is aligned, when you're a kingdom person, and that goes to number three, and I would say it's probably the most important of all of it, it is being a kingdom person, when your heart really is, I want people to make it to heaven. I've dedicated my life, whether it's in business, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in government, whether it's raising children, no matter where you find yourself in life, whatever God has called you to do, my life is so that people can make it to heaven. That's having an eternal purpose. My goal in life is to go to heaven, and my number two goal is to bring people with me right? It's the answer to the call of God. And when that's really your heart, then money all of a sudden becomes a tool. You know, I was talking to someone today and they brought up social media and they said, you know, I believe social media is just a distraction. And I said, well, it really depends. I said, for many people, social media is a huge distraction. It's a huge time waster. They, they haven't found time to, to pray alone with the Lord, spend time with the door closed, like in Matthew 6, verse 5 and 6, that you close the door and you pray in secret to your father. They haven't found time to do that in weeks or months, but there'll always be time for social media. And so for them, that is a distraction. But for other people, it's a voice. There are ministries that use social media as a way to reach other people. I heard the story of someone who made a TikTok video. I don't have TikTok, but they made a TikTok video and they did an altar call. And it was like something like 80,000 people responded saying that they prayed the prayer on this video. Um, and, and, and over like half a million people saw this video. These are the, at least the numbers I'm, uh, I was told. And so you see things like that where that becomes an opportunity to reach people. Money is a tool. The love of money is a problem. But money in the hand of the right person is a good thing. Think about this, Billy Graham's crusades, the amount of people that he got saved, right? He would do a few of them a year. He'd set up and he would do a few of them a year. What if he had 10 times the money that he had and he could rent these stadiums and he could do one a week in different stadiums? And so he had one in Florida, uh, the one week and one in Georgia, the amount of harvest that could be reaped. What does it take? It takes more money. So understand when you believe for the Lord, it's not selfish to believe the Lord, even for your own needs. Why? Because first of all, you're God's child. He loves you. He wants to take care of you. I have a son upstairs. He's seven weeks old. I want him to be well fed. I want him to be clothed. I want him to be warm. I want him to be happy. I don't want him to have any pain. I want life to be good. I want, I'm praying for his wife already that, that if she's born or when she's born, that she's protected. She's kept for him, right? That she's trained up in the way that she should go. And so there's, I want that for him. I'm God's son and God wants me provided for. God wants me walking in his plans. God wants me full of health. God wants me living in abundance because it delights the Lord. He's a giver by nature. He wants to bless, right? But it's to the level of my soul being blessed. So it's understanding that. And then number two, money in a believer's hand will accomplish a lot more than in a non-believer. And so it's, it's realizing that you being provided for so you can answer the call. If your life really is to answer the call, then 1 Corinthians 9, 7 applies to you. And it says, below, it says, no soldier goes to war at his own expense. If you say, God, my life's in your hands. If you want me to 
go to this job, I'll do it. If you want me to go into this industry, I'll do it. Lord, wherever you lead, I'll follow. You may not be in the ministry, but you're uh, a soldier going to war and you're at the Lord's expense. Lord, I'm looking to you to take care of me. And so that's, that's that understanding that God is actually looking. He's desirous. It's his will. It's his desire to bless you. You fill your heart with that because the devil works overtime to make it seem like any delay is, oh, God must not want to do it. You're not, God's not, you're not trying to wrangle God's, God's arm behind his back, twist his arm behind his back to give you your provision. He's looking to provide. If he had his way, he'd be giving more. Um, but many people just aren't ready for it. So that's not the, the next number, whatever number I'm on. And then the final one is the word of God and praise. Well, the final two, the word of God and praise. So what do you do if you're believing the Lord for finances? You find two scriptures that, that guarantee what you have. I love Psalm 84, 11. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. I think Psalm, uh, is it 34, 11? One of those has a very similar one. The Lord God is a sun and shield. He gives grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold, will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And so you can take these scripture verses. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Lord, you said, blessed will I be. Whatever I put my hand to will prosper. The Lord will bring an opportunity for you to prosper. The big key there is that you don't back down because of fear. Because many people were presented with an opportunity for something, a job. Many people, first of all, thought provision would look like someone handing them a check. And there's times that that's it. But for me, the first number of years, it looked like success in business. And I was like, no one's, I've been sewing and sewing and no one's put a check in my hand for $10,000. But the Lord just kept blessing me. And I was making six figures a year, like, Lord, why isn't anyone blessing me? And the Lord's like, look, you're working and you're, you're <laughs> so it's um, sometimes not exactly as we expect. The, the, the blessing of the Lord may look like a new work opportunity that's going to require work and growth. Um, but it's the word of God. So you find the scripture and then praise Psalm 67, five and six says, uh, uh, bless. It says, um, help me here. What does it say? Let the people praise him. Let all the people praise him and the earth shall yield her increase and God, even our own God shall bless us as you praise the Lord. As you praise him, as his word comes out of your mouth, Lord, I praise you that you are Jehovah Jireh. Once you've asked the Lord to provide, Father, this is what I'm asking for. I receive it as I pray in Jesus' name, according to your word. Then you rejoice. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I give you glory. It's on its way. Lord, I praise you. And you begin to get a daily expectation. Romans 4, um, 17 through 20 says, it says in there that Abraham grew strong and was empowered by his faith. Your faith shouldn't drain you. Your faith's there to empower you. He was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. I'm believing with you anything you're believing the Lord for. In the name of Jesus, supernatural provision, more than enough, not lacking anything. Whatever you put your hand to will prosper, that at work you'll have favor and you'll be promoted, that at school you'll have favor and you'll succeed, that whatever you put your hand to will prosper. I see you moving forward, that this will be the best year of your life financially. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your word and for our victory because of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast. If this, if this um, podcast has helped you, please share it on Instagram. That's a great help for us. And uh, we'll see you next time.